0: Healthcare and medicine are overwhelmed by innovation. There is a lot of excitement around digitization. Convenience of telemedicine, electronic health records, apps, new devices. But what does it all really mean? Do mobile health apps have any impact or are they just making noise? How much medical value do new technologies hold? Or are they more like homeopathy? Doctors do not oppose them, but will certainly restrain themselves from recommending them to their patients. In the flood of all the novelties, how could doctors possibly know which solutions are good and which not? Can you tell? Dear listeners, welcome to The Medicine Today on Digital Health Podcast. I'm your host, Tjasza Zaitz. In this podcast, we will talk to experts, preferably from healthcare institutions, regulators and doctors. So we will know which things you can count on and where you should be skeptic when somebody is overexcited around digital hypes for health. I am a healthcare journalist of a Slovenian monthly magazine for doctors and pharmacists. We specialize in healthcare, issues doctors are facing every day, latest developments in therapies, pharmaceuticals and healthcare management. The good things, the promises that turn sour, the challenges, the sorrows and happiness. I'm here to take you into the world of digital health. Subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, rate it, and please spread the word around it. Let's go. If you ever watched Star Trek, you know that for decades people dreamed about having a handheld device or a robot which would be capable of diagnosing their medical issues and maybe even cure them by some high-tech wave technology. Something like this. And how did the pain start? Uh, let's say slowly.
1: I see. So, how would you rate your pain at this moment? 10 is unbearable. Let's say 5.
2: Right. Just a
1: few more questions and we'll get this sorted. Have you had any dizziness? No. And have you had a fever? Uh, no. Have you experienced any nausea or vomiting? No. Okay, we are almost there. How are your symptoms progressing? Same. And how long has this been going on for? Just a day. Well, the good news is your symptoms don't seem worrying on the so, medical level and can be managed at home. Headaches are a common side effect of viral illnesses. Keep hydrated, rest, take regular painkillers without exceeding the recommended dose and let the illness run its course. If you start finding it difficult to look at light, begin vomiting or your headache worsens. See your GP straight away. I'm not joking. Those are clear warning signs.
0: What you just heard wasn't a clip from a sci-fi movie or series. It was a short introduction of the app Babylon. It's an artificially intelligent symptoms checker, which helps you figure out when you should visit a doctor and when your symptoms can be treated at home. If you're in big trouble, the app will tell you to go visit your doctor. The algorithms of the app are developed with the help of 100 doctors employed by Babylon.
2: So we headhunt our doctors. From great jobs, pay them incredibly well to come and see our patients and the reason we can afford to do that is because our primary concern, one is to give our patients an unbelievable service but two is for our machine to replicate that. So every time our doctor sees somebody the machine is learning so it becomes permanent. So every one consultation I mean, it's not as simple as that because you need to go through learning loop after learning loop to confirm that that was the best consultation. But let's just say every single consultation becomes an event in which the machine learns. Nine out of ten times when you see a doctor, you don't need to see a physical doctor. If you wish, two out of three times the machine comforts you enough, the the, the intelligence comforts you enough to say, actually, I don't need to see a doctor. And then of those who do, Only one in ten end up physically needing to see a doctor because we need to examine you, right? And often that is not just examination, it's a test. So even if you went and saw a physical doctor, the doctor would have sent you for a test anyway. So we can just send you for a a test. Mm
0: -hmm. Babylon sounds amazing and kind of too good to be true. The Journal of M Health put the company on the seventh place on the Global Digital Health 100 award list for 2016 confirm the reliability of the app, Babylon started working with the NHS. In Essex, they gave 21,500 patients the option to book an online appointment with the Babylon GP. And as they claim, they have successfully freed up time for the GPs to treat patients with more acute or emergency issues. But let me return to the initial point of this podcast. What is digital health? Think of what is digital in medicine and healthcare. Electronic health records, mobile apps for measuring and tracking health, and then there are serious medical devices, point of care devices such as glucose monitors. You can count in digital solutions that help improve our health and those optimizing delivery of healthcare. Some solutions are made by already existing big players, but a lot of them also come from startups. According to Startup Health, an investment organization with the world's largest portfolio of digital health companies, in 2016, 8 billion American dollars were invested in digital health companies. That's 2 million more than in 2015. And if startups succeed, they can be on their way to the medical technology market, a 300 billion euros industry, which includes all sorts of medical innovations. The key question is, what impact do these new solutions have? Are they disrupting and helping healthcare? One of the opinion leaders in the field, an active angel investor, best-selling author, board member and advisor concentrating on emerging markets and technologies, new space and health, Esther Dyson, is sure they do. Only the best solutions survive. And those can help. The third cause
1: of death in the U.S., and I would say the third it's premature death I care about, not death, is medical errors. And I know from my own experience, you know, if you have cancer and you wait to see a doctor, then you wait for the procedure, then you wait for the insurance, then you wait for your procedure to be scheduled, it's probably, for many people, it's three or four months. And if you actually did the numbers using big data, the survival rates go down dramatically if you wait four months. and. You know, it's sort of like we need to first acknowledge that we're killing people and then then we need to start dealing with the problems rather than saying the system we have is perfect. any change needs to be justified. Actually, the system we have is scarily bad and incompetent and inefficient. And let's start fixing it. And yeah, let's let's be careful of what we're doing, but let's not pretend that what we have is perfect. Startups can help a lot. I mean, they need to work with the doctors and they also need to understand that the doctors are busy. Both sides need to change. And certainly there's a joke about scientific progress it happens one funeral at a time. The newer doctors, the young ones, they're used to using email, they're used to messaging. They they feel comfortable with cell phones. And fundamentally, that's a big change that is happening but doctors also need to feel comfortable working with nurses. They need to understand they don't know everything. They need help from expert systems. They need access to other people's records. It, it's happening, it's slow, and it's digital health is part of it, but it's not the solution. It's, it's, it's part of a broader network of things that are happening and everybody needs to start being a little more humble and a little more
0: open to change. Ms. Dyson often warns about the scale of so-called global sickening, which could be unmasked and reduced with the help of digital health.
1: I have this idea of global sickening. It's like global warming. Global warming happens in the atmosphere. Global sickening happens in people's bodies. And therefore, it's honestly even more important and even more threatening than global warming the challenge in both cases is it's very hard to see it because we're not measuring it and just as people are now starting to measure the atmosphere and and carefully watch temperature and so forth with global sickening we're starting to measure people's not just their pulse and their exercise but their blood sugar we're getting more and more biomarkers all this digital health stuff that's creating the big data the big data is what's making global sickening visible. And on an individual basis, then people are possibly beginning to realize oh, I'm not as healthy as I thought I was. Actually, my blood sugar is going up, my metabolism is going down. And it's this feedback that enables both individuals and doctors to start paying attention before people get sick, which is when we really want to solve these problems digital health is definitely disrupting healthcare but at the same time it needs to understand that healthcare is providing something of value it's not providing it very well it's too consolidated but digital health right now is in many cases simply dealing with little problems at the edges and the the challenge is how can you take some of that modern efficient data centric approach and Effectively but positively disrupt healthcare so that healthcare becomes more digital, more connected, more agile, more efficient. You know, both sides need to adopt what the other side brings Mm. because the reality is doctors have value. Uh, I think nurses may have more value in terms of actually preventing disease and, and helping with patient engagement, but you need to empower them better rather than destroy them if you really want to create a healthy
0: world according to research to guidance there are around 260,000 m health apps currently in the app store that's almost the number of people living in Ljubljana, the capital city of slovenia the city with a tongue-twisting name city which as described by the guardian uses charm it's small it's cute and well it's where this podcast comes from. I hope I made it clear that we will have a lot to talk about on this podcast. So please, subscribe to it in iTunes, rate it, spread the word and follow us. You can reach me on Twitter under at ZAJCTJASA. And if you want to get to know more about digital health... Go to YouTube and take 20 minutes to see a short documentary titled Hopes and Hypes Around Digital Health Documentary. We recorded it last year for the purpose of our national conference on e-health and digital health. Some of the speakers from the documentary were presented in this podcast. But apart from them, you will see US and European investors explain why so many startups fail. Unity Stokes, co-founder and president of Startup Health, explains why he thinks digital health will radically change our health. Top medical experts talk about possibilities and exaggerations about digitization in healthcare. And then there's Yulianya Zilonka, Managing Director of Startup Bootcamp Accelerator for Digital Health Solutions. So again, you're kindly invited to visit YouTube and search for hopes and hypes around Digital Health Documentary. And stay tuned to this podcast. A new episode will be published approximately every two weeks.